Welcome to the Propaganda Report. I'm Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our truthy, conspiritual, libertarian brothers from the North, Darren and Graham, need no introduction. So pull up your deck chairs. We're going on a Grimera cruise. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go for a ride. Hey, thanks for having us on. Really, really uh, looking forward to this. Oh, really happy to hear you guys. I we were on the Union of the Unwanted together, and I don't always—I mean, I've never in my life agreed with a lot of people at once. But I think it was Darren, no slight Graham, but he was just like, "Yeah, it's all bullshit, every bit of it." And I'm like, "Yes, I think that I agree with that." Yeah, I so, had a fe- I had a feeling because Darren, yeah. after Darren said that, you're like, "Hey, why don't you guys come on our show?" And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Please, let's. Can we? Can I live in your tunnel when the time comes? Well, Darren's got a very interesting perspective because he's he's uh, he's kind of disassociated a little bit from the pop culture politics of this whole thing, and he's kind of started learning a little bit more about just life skills, how to learn live off the land, like doing all this kind of stuff. And I'm sort of more emerged in in the the crap, Um, and so it's interesting how we're handling it in different ways. I gave up on the like functioning within the framework when I was on terrestrial radio and everybody was with me on sticking to the bill of rights and everything. And Obama sucks, not for any reason, but that he violates the constitution. And then Trump got elected and I was like, yeah, Trump sucks for no reason, but that he violates the constitution. And then I got my favorite line ever. You're quibbling about semantics when it comes to the constitution. I was like, okay, I'm out. How do you grow food? And that's where I am right now. But I wanted, that's why I liked your, I was listening to one of your recent shows with the Grimera crews that you're like, hey, let's have a, like a floating city with everything that you need. But I, I do think that like, if you actually had a cruise ship, I think they, they don't grow their own food on the cruise ship, but, We're gonna fill but I'll, I'll go with, with dirt. you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they have like 10 swimming pools. That's right. That's what you said. All right. Well, you guys I, have 10 swimming pools. Is that what you said? On the, cruise. the cruise yeah. ship. It was a big joke oh, about it was a big joke about just taking our little community off into the water on a ship that we can live on. There was a oh, decent nice. there was a decent uh ice rated one for like eight hundred grand. <laughs> that that did sound like a good one. I knew I would definitely like sign me up for the first at least the first month until the toilets get full. <laughs> <laughs> The good, the seeds don't germinate. Well, but, you know those those cruise yeah. ship type boats. They get they're magnets for coronavirus experiments. Yeah, yeah, really. It is hard. It's it's tempting to disengage. I really sometimes I feel like this whole thing. I just want to disengage from the whole thing. I mean, you guys point out all the lies and the hypocrisy over and over on your show, and when you start seeing them and you start not being able to really do anything about it, it's it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I yeah, it gets real frustrating. Show, and I think yeah. that's. I think that's part of I, – there's a lot of people I talk to where they just, like, want to know what to do. They get all the junk, and then they're like, okay, now what do I do about it? I think that's the point you have to reach to kind of break through to the other side, maybe have a spiritual breakthrough or a practical breakthrough where every time – that so the first time the, the scales fell away from my eyes, I realized that government wasn't a necessity and self-limiting government would never – work. And then 
it was only after that that I even found out about anarcho-capitalism and that people had thought about this before and there was such a concept as a self-ordering society. And similarly, I started thinking, like, how do you, how do you, how can you be a libertarian when the framework is going to, there's no possibility to actually be libertarian within the framework as we see it. And then I started really realizing agorism or growing your own stuff. But let's, I want, I want to pick up on what I heard Darren touch on in the union of the unwanted. I mean, what is your big picture? What is this all about? And then maybe my guess is you're ahead of me for sure on seeing through the board, you know, just seeing what's on the other side of it. So, you know, paint me a picture. Me? Yeah, you. I was thinking you, but (laughs) (laughs) if you don't feel like it, it's totally fine. (laughs) I think it's probably a, Mm. It could be an election cycle thing, like you mean Corona. No, or I like think she's talking whole, about bigger, bigger whole, picture. Like, like yeah, I think thing. the coronavirus is setting us up for a total transformation of society, and not in the way that, in a good way, if you're an individual who cares about real individual choices. I noticed that you put up the Kaczynski thing recently. I mean, that was another moment that opened my eyes. It's like, oh. Why do I associate technology with progress? Why do I associate building stuff and growing things as being like a primitive endeavor when it is totally challenging, even for a hyper-intellectual person like Kaczynski? It just changes the way, maybe I'll send you this book, Against the Grain. It just changes the way that I've thought about the purpose of this society. Like, I think that civilization in itself may just be one big slave state, that it was like that from the beginning. It wasn't like we crawled out of the trees and started growing wheat and giving half of it to that guy. It's that they, that guy figured out a way to get us to come out of the trees and grow the wheat. And so thinking of being a libertarian within the framework of that guy's world is a mistake and 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 this is that guy leveling up and so do you agree with that that this is just a big scam that's a it's a big trap into the next level of enslavement or is this organic big big picture (laughs) uh i don't know i think right now i'm kind of i teeter back and forth on to whether the governments are the problem or whether they just want us to think the governments are the problem. And it's really the corporations? Or? And it's really the corporations that are running the media. And like, and and to a certain extent, and I'm not making any apologies for politicians because I don't really like them or have any use for them. Um, but I think to a certain extent, there's sort of the media, the media really decides who is going to do what period, whether it's a, doesn't matter if you're in Canada or, I mean, I can't speak to Mexico and places like that, but it seems like at least in the UK, the U S Canada, you know, I'm assuming Australia and New Zealand, the same are the same. If the media decides that, I mean, like the Canadian media could, if all the media companies in Canada decided tomorrow that Trudeau was done and the liberals were done within a year, a year and a half, they could have the entire, sort of public perception skewed in that direction. And I think it's no accident that right now they have it skewed in the liberal direction for better or for worse. I mean, I'm not going to comment on any of the politics, but that's just what I think is sort of going on there. I really don't think, um, 
Yeah, I think that's sort of, I th so I think either way, um, the government's been hijacked by the corporations. And I think that the news is just sort of an extension of that. And, and sort of now I, I, I don't, consume any Hollywood or anything like that anymore either because that's all just I mean you start looking at the movies and you really notice it when you don't watch them for a long long time and then you go yeah. back and watch one and you're like holy fuck and it's like they've been sort of they've been subtly steering us for a, a, you know the a generation maybe two and before that they were doing it maybe even easier through radio and and but I don't think I mean I'm at the point now where I don't think really maybe in the in the really heydays of television and radio and newspaper and stuff like that it wasn't controlled but at least for the last fifty or sixty years I mean I don't think you get on I think all the networks are compromised I think like Bezos is a government plant I mean how else do you take over the entire planet's shipping without everyone freaking the fuck out you just you know, have some dude do it. It's really, it's kind of genius. Into, yeah, I looked into, I think it was every big tech guy, every American big tech guy, even some other ones, Pierre Omidyar and stuff. I looked through every single one of them, the top 10 I could find, that oh, the top of my head. I didn't like use a list. I just thought of the 10 names I knew. And I found one degree of separation between every one of those people and I think it was military intelligence. One was like, I think Bezos is the, uh, his stepfather who raised him or his uncle or whatever, whoever he was raised by was a high ranking member of the, uh, atomic energy commission. And I mean, it's that kind of thing. And the only one who didn't fit into that profile was Steve jobs. But when I looked at Steve jobs, biological father, he was a CIA agent in Syria. So even that, I don't know if that means anything, but it was just weird to me that every, I don't know anybody in military intelligence, certainly not my family, my friends, nothing. And, and I also look at those people as being like, weirdly, I, the guy drops out of high school. He's a, some kind of computer genius. He figures out how to make the startup that completely dominates the world and makes an oligopoly or a monopoly out of an industry that should actually have jillions of people in it. And he happens to also be the guy who runs it really well and is the PR guy, face job. And then all of a sudden he's got philanthropic interests, political interests. I mean, it's just so weird that these guys, every one of these guys seems to be a character from a movie. valuations, yeah. And then you'd, the movies are the exact same fucking way. I mean, now start looking through the movies. I mean, in the 70s, in the 70s, they said that that Mockingbird had infiltrated like 400 people they had in, in news and radio and news in Hollywood. And I see no reason that by now at this point, it's not a hundred percent. And like, it's out in the open. It's wide out in the open. It's like operation. Yeah, the, fact that a bunch of it is, the fact that a bunch of it is out in the open makes me think that, you know, 90% of what's making it through to cable and Netflix and TV has been gone over with a fine tooth comb for on levels that you can't even comprehend to subtly manipulate. I mean, the best psychologists for the last 50 to hundred years have actively been working against you in one way, shape or form. Oh, well over a hundred years. They've been funding this since well before world war one, the media has been controlled, maybe not directly, but indirectly through, uh, 
It was a committee on public information that helped get us into World War One. There's a book called How we, How We Advertise America, where they boast about George Creel, Edward Bernays, all those guys. They boast about how they manipulated every sector of industry, the media, how they got. Bernays used to set up demonstrations where he would take reporters to, and he would just show them what he wanted them to see. And so the takeaway would be exactly what he wanted them to take away. Then they would go spread that around the country through their various papers. But he staged it all. All news is created was his main theory. The British controlled the underground cables going from the, the under the ocean during World War One. So they were preventing the German messages from getting over here. So we were getting one side of the story back then. This stuff has been controlled and manipulated for over a century at least. And who are they working for? Well, the the Bernays and them were apparently that was that was the first organized propaganda machine for the United States. The British were working for either the British, maybe they're all working together, kind of, they're, you know, they're above the whole nation thing, and it's just a bunch of rich people and powerful people. I think so, too, but didn't Bernays, wasn't he actually working for the government? Let's, like, just, if we're going to think about it that way. Yeah, the, the, the Committee of Public Information, yeah. Like, the Mockingbird thing, it was the government, but I, as a libertarian, I'm, you know, so used to saying, oh, it's the government, if only there's no government, no government, and, and I think that it would not be possible to have the kind of corporate structures, these these monopoly, oligopoly guys, if the government weren't there to either funnel money to them or more importantly, keep keep their competitors at bay or weak. But I but feel at like at this point, it's point, not a government yeah. anymore. Right. And it transcends all of it, but it uses the government as like a security a force. Facade. It's like the it's like the entertainment division. Of yeah. this fucking giant well, it's the machine. Security or the security division, No, the really. entertainment division <laughs> specifically that makes us think that, you know, there's that because that's it. I mean, that, why is the government this giant problem? I mean, the government is supposed to be a representative of our peers representing us. That's why I think that Congress, I think we should try this whole Western experiment again and make <laughs> make it all by draft or like jury duty. So that you just get a notice in the mail and it's like, hey, dude, you got to go be a congressman for two years. And you just got to go. Wasn't that, that the Roman style? Didn't they? Didn't all citizens serve as a senator for a year? I don't or something know. Like no, the Romans, from what I can tell, Roman, the Roman system seemed awfully corrupt. Probably right. pretty similar Maybe it was to the U.S. Great, system. But, I mean, I don't see why anyone, well, I don't see why it should be a coveted position, why anyone should want to do it, unless they're trying to affect real change. But it doesn't seem like they are anymore. Like, I don't even, I get to the point now where I'm like, what's, what are these, what's the point of this political fucking party? I mean, when, when we get down to the brass tacks of it, this dude in, in the Canadian system and the American system, I think is pretty well the same way. There's a dude from my county that's supposed to represent my county's outlook on things. And there's 300 and whatever these counties in Canada and we, they all get a seat at the table and well, you know, it's not in, it seems like the way it's designed, this guy's supposed to come back to my County when there's a big vote and maybe he goes to an arena someplace or a, a hall and he's available for a week and everyone gets to go in and says their piece and you know, or he's back in the County. So he's got an idea what the fuck's going on there. And he knows how those people are thinking, but it's like, it's gotten to this point now where it's not even close to that. It's it's really just about lining your pockets on the dark end of it 
And on the other end, it's about, you know, voting upon party lines and advancing careers and career politicians. And I really think, you know, I think it should all be by draft or jury duty. And some people are like, well, then you're going to end up with some dumbass in in charge. And I think that's all the better. Right. All the better. I don't need an idea man or someone who's got these delusions of grandeur or thinks he can save the world. I want someone who can decide who the vote is for and, you know, who can who can ultimately be a good spokesman for the people, maybe. I mean, the prime minister is the one job where you might say, OK, let's we want this guy to maybe be the best of the bunch, you know, so that but not to be the leader, just so that. You know, when he goes to a conference, he doesn't sound like a fucking jackass. But, I mean, ultimately, I don't think, I don't think, I think the system might work as a draft system. I really think that part of, if we start breaking down these Western governments, we might be in trouble because, like, they, they're, they're this, right now, they're this giant illusion of freedom and democracy. And I, I mean, I got, I could go all day on why I don't think democracy is, it's just this weird sort of mob rule thing that doesn't seem to work on, on a large scale. It's not scalable, but either way, I think that the, the, some of these Western governments are really pretty brilliant and they've been hijacked maybe from the beginning, maybe by design. But if we kind of turn our back on them and get rid of them and let's say in the libertarian sense more of the corporations run rimshot on the place, then we, we could be heading towards straight towards total recall because all these so-called rights we have that, I mean, you might argue are completely under attack right now and everything else. But, I mean, when Bezos owns all of Washington State, all of everything, and has his own army and the transportation and everything else, and he just decides that Monica doesn't go anymore, then, you know, that whole – what that thin thread of freedom that we think we have, whether, you know, it exists or not, is up for debate. But if we, if we kind of throw that out, then we really might not like what replaces it and, and – you know, for better or for worse, it seems like not a bad system if you can get – I mean, my honest opinion is you got to get rid of the entire entertainment industry. Like it's just – I don't know if it can ever be wholesome. Maybe it can or maybe – but it's not right now. It's – I don't know. It's just – it's it's just a giant propaganda tool. It might have been right from the get-go. Are you enjoying this special episode of the Propaganda Report? If you are, you might enjoy our weekday show, The Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. We listen to the news and peel away the propaganda so you don't have to. It's free in the Propaganda Report feed on your favorite podcasting platform. And if that's not enough for you, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash propaganda report. There you can get a full 45 minutes of daily news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. Or choose higher tiers that give you all of that, plus access to our very special disappearing patron parties. Live-streamed cocktail parties with us and like-minded patrons two Fridays every month that are always a blast. Hope you are enjoying this special episode of The Propaganda Report and hope to catch you at a patron party soon. I, I think it has been. Yeah, go ahead. No, and that's where it comes back to your what you guys were talking about, whether it was political 100 years ago, 120 years ago, is I think that what Darren kind of <clears throat> doesn't really 
is there's a globalist push. There's a global push that there's a reason why our government in Canada is like this. And it's because they're, they're, they're an arm of the globalist industry right now and an arm of the globalist takeover right now. And it, and I think it goes back to the, all these politicians being in secret societies or whatever. I mean, I, but that I just think it doesn't get to the point that it's not our government. Anymore. That's, that's what I'm saying. But it's not like we can just change our government. It's under the influence right now of something way bigger. Like it goes but way, that, way bigger than by this. definition. It's, a class, it's not what it's, it's, a, it's not what it's supposed to be because we're supposed to be able to just change that. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's not like, I think we're, we're, we're focusing on national governments when it's really, it's a class warfare in the world and they're, and they're couching it under, they're going to transfer wealth everywhere and, and increase, you know, that's help right. poverty in all these other places when really what they want is this elite unelected body running the place and everybody else lower class. Like it's two classes they want. I think they want the middle class is getting way too powerful and they've been talking about it for decades that they want to take over the world. One world government. If you hear Reagan's speech, uh, like in their 1990 or whatever, I mean, it's, these guys, they they make it sound all nice, but I mean, I don't think there's any like you said, government never gets smaller, right? So you're gonna have a whole bunch of unelected people running the world. I mean, it sounds all great, but I think it's just it's a disaster waiting to happen. Like the Great Reset, and well, yeah, no, and that's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So Corona now is is now it's the the vehicle of of making this whole thing happen. It's it's the way they're gonna do it. Yeah, I think. I think that it's big philanthropy is a big part of it. Big government. They want to replace government without having any democratic element to it. And I, I totally agree. Democracy doesn't make sense. There's objective rights and we can, I, I think we've tried to do a system where we agree to have those uh, rights protected or enforced in some collective way by saying there's this outside entity and they have guns and they are going to do all that for us so we can concentrate on being creative and productive. And that was what we were sold. And I think that's definitely what the Articles of Confederation said. And that's what we were told the Constitution said. And so even if there, it, it really wasn't meant to be like that behind the scenes, that is the contract that we were sold and we accepted it. And that is definitely not what it is. It has never been more obvious than now when everything that our governments are doing at every level are completely outside of the law. So it looks to me like the government isn't even uh, it's like you said, it's been hijacked. But I mean, I think it's been hijacked to the point where we don't even have process anymore. We have people throwing bottles of fire or ice into these government buildings. I hate the government, but it's suspicious to me that the governments have cleared out of some isolated little island so that people can absolutely go wilding and make it look like the government itself isn't working as they are the ones who who make it stop functioning. They want it to stop functioning. They want to level up to a kind of technocracy. And I think they admit it. And I think it's big philanthropy, which is a kind of coalition of big corporations. And they want to combine that with the governments. If you read the stuff from the World Economic Forum, from the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which are all their projects, and from their mission statement in the beginning, it was about com combining government and 
business. And these are the business guys. These aren't the government guys. So you could go like it's fascist or it's corporate or government, whatever. Like, I think even calling myself a libertarian, that that brings this idea that I actually think there's still hope for a kind of self-limiting government or at least a government framework, even if it's voluntary. I don't even think you can do that anymore. I think you can't even get above a couple hundred people I, you know, I think we'll be lucky if we can carve out a spot where it's a big enough place for us to grow a variety of food. And then I hope that we have enough people on the edges to use their guns to keep the that that dominating kind of slave state at bay. But that's such a theoretical you know, vision. But I really think that's what they're pushing down on us. But I can barely get my mind around the problem. And there's no way I can get my mind around the answer. And I think they're way ahead of us on that. I mean, Graham, you've probably been familiar with this stuff on the Great Reset. I don't know if you have, Darren, but it's chilling what yeah. the World Economic Forum says they're, they want yeah. to do in the name of Rona. Yeah, and, and the climate change. Don't forget about that. So global, they're throwing the whole global warming thing in there now. Build Back Better is being talked about in, what, 10, 8, 10 different countries now? Different politicians the and the race. foundation of this, and they're just using Corona to, to rope everything into the whole climate yep, change. Because it wasn't working. Because global warming was not working. People aren't buying it. Right. And this it, is straight out of the '60s. The report from Iron Mountain, where they talk about the kind of crises that would be necessary yeah. to get people to buy into a world government, and it talks about crises that transcend borders that a national government could not take care of, like environmental, like disease and and race. I read a book from the 50s. I think it was called um, Peace from the Wonderful People Who Brought You Korea and Vietnam. And the guy said the whole thing behind the U.N. charter and this push towards world government, they're just going to focus it on race so yep. that so that you feel ashamed to even say that you're from a country. Yeah. Like that was the point, and I—I I mean, I'm not even opining on on issues of race. I'm just saying they they cynically identify the issues that cannot be solved by nation states. Yep, and they've been setting this up for a while. And what shocks me about it is how overtly they're destroying the principle of nonviolence, like in in the states, especially. I mean, to me, we one of the foundations of feeling safe in this Western society is that. You can't do violence. You know, you could yell and scream at somebody or call them names or whatever, but you can't punch them. You can't hit them. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, because it's against the law and you'll get chucked away. And that's a good thing. There was a law against hitting people and, and violence, property or people. And then the other one is you don't know what they're going to do in self-defense. I mean, you don't want to take a risk at beating somebody up or, or taking, you know, breaking into their house and doing it because they could shoot you or whatever. And that's just completely gone. Just and gone. There's another, in like four or six months, it's gone. And I would say that goes hand in hand with something else I've noticed, which drives me crazy, is it used to be the reason you would have compassion for people, want to have a safety net uh, joined together, is that you pitied them for physical suffering. Physical suffering, which came from poverty and disease. And as our technology develops to the point where if it were employed in good faith in a universal way, decent, you know, whatever, if you wanted to have technocrats employ it, you could actually relieve everybody's physical suffering. And that can be uh, addressed within communities. But, but they, but the poverty now is about dignity and equality. It's not about physical suffering. Like they've taken the human 
element out of everything that used to be objective about society. I mean, right. it's really getting to the point. And when you say they want like two classes, one of those classes, if you really want to get freaky, which I don't get there yet, is that is that transhumanism stuff yep. where the super, super fancy guys get to be immortal I would call them interdimensional beings, but it's more of an earthly thing. They, they want to be physical and mental. Yeah, they're going to be a breakaway civilization. I mean, they already are. There's a component of them right. that are a breakaway civilization. And I should have probably said three classes. I mean, there's going to be the lower technocratic class that's just basically a slave tracked everywhere through their social credit and digital currency. And then there's going to be probably a bunch of people like us that don't want to be a part of that system. And we're going to be outcasts and... Who knows what you can call them or what's going to happen with that? The tunnel people. Yeah, Every single know. dystopian sci-fi movie has the tunnel people. Yeah. And that's where we would be. But they have, I think they have that technocratic, bureaucratic class of high-level slaves with their, yeah. their uh, you know, barcodes and everything. But I do believe there has to be that class of useless eaters, which previously I think they wanted to just wipe out. But I think they realize how useful they are to guilt that middle tech technocratic slave class into showing up in the morning. Yeah. They make you think that you have to support those people who can't do anything for themselves. And then lo and behold, they are actually using taxpayer technology that came from the department of defense and all those kind of programs, which private enterprise would never support. And right now in this great reset, they're they're robotizing all the jobs that Andy Andrew Yang and all those people are like. We need to make everybody uh, dependent on the state because they're going to lose their jobs to robots. And we're like, yeah, they could just give me a massage. Don't worry about it. And they're like, no, there'll be none of that. And it's like they automatically overnight are restruct. I mean, it's just it's mind boggling to me. I can't believe they're doing it this way. It's it's so it appears to be so scripted, so blueprinted out. And it's happening, and so few people, not enough people can see through it. It's tempting, too. I mean, it's tempting when you've been living pay paycheck to paycheck. I mean, how Western, so, I mean, I've been, I was kind of more of a socialist in the early, what was it, early 2000s, late 90s, because even though the economy was half decent, there was a whole bunch of people looking for work still, and they couldn't make ends meet. I mean, that was at the point when expenses were still going up and the wages were stagnated. And now, what, man, you can sit at home and get universal basic income and really just kind of do what you want, live the dream and not really have to worry about going to work. It's kind of tempting. They're also told that it's patriotic to do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But I does mean, it, go ahead. Then the, then the human, what is the human being starts to matter. Yep. And that's where you see Kaczynski and other, and like his power principle, the four concepts that you need to have autonomy, you need to have purpose, you need to have these things and that, and because we lack those things, that's why we now need Prozac. We now need all these things that allow this human organism to adapt to this artificial environment. And I think it's only going to get worse. And I really, I can't, I can't see what their plan is unless their plan is really because the one element of war that this substitute for war is missing is real big numbers of population reduction. And and they could do it by getting us all to not be close enough to each other to breed or they could get us to kill each other within countries like like what they're kind of looks like they might be pointing at right now for us. Feels like a long term. It feels like they're willing to go the long term route when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe 
Darren, I don't know you can speak to that at all, the depopulation thing. I, I, I try and stay away from that a little bit. It's a bit kind of freaky, and I don't know if that's part of... I mean, it feels like they are doing know. all these little Ultimately, things that aren't going to help. If I get regard. pushed to go out into the street and hurt somebody, I don't think anyone's responsible for that but me. So, I mean, there's this huge, like... There's a risk of doing what we've kind of been doing in the West for a long time, and that's just kind of pass on all that accountability and look for somebody to blame or a boogeyman or something like that. And this comes back to the media thing. I mean, it's tough because, you know, they say you need a Facebook account or you you need a this or how can you not? It used to be not having cable was crazy. Now it's like not having Facebook's crazy. And, you know, watching the movies and playing the video games and buying into like all of that, all of those, most of the things they're using to manipulate our, our thoughts and make us, I mean, this is a problem with democracy is that, I mean, they might just, they can convince half the country to vote in the way they want to. And I don't think that, you know, I think that's like, not going to get better that's going to get worse i I honestly think it's like we got to take a step back from being manipulatable and take some accountability of just being more of our own people again and not not having to stare at our phone for six hours a day or not having to watch the news and get all of our information from there i mean the perfect example of is if this was fucking a hundred years ago Nobody would know there was a fucking anything happening because by the time the news could get disseminated to the, to the towns and the villages, you know, that there's Corona's killing all these people. It's just, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. That's true. But here in LA, they've literally burned 4 million acres of California. And, and I really smell a rat with all of this. And they, they're just doing so many things to make it uninhabitable. I feel like, as an individual to step out the the whole the whole thing may i mean they they might make the earth uninhabitable for people who do not get biological you know genetically engineered vaccinations twice a year i mean i'm i'm worried that 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 that's the kind of thing that they're up to where you know you couldn't even if you were willing to just live in the in the ice you know where nobody else wanted to be and you were able to figure that out i'm afraid that they that it's going to be virtually impossible to carve out any kind of human existence once they take take over the every inch of the earth you think that's just too crazy (laughs) i don't think it's i don't know if it's too crazy or not but i don't think it's worth the energy of being afraid i mean i think but i feel like it's happening in real time yeah, maybe, but I mean, is being afraid helping? Well, I'm trying to noodle more than be afraid. Like, I, I feel like there is some imperative to address it. Otherwise, it'll be that even Kaczynski said, actually, what he was saying, it would be too late. It is already too late by his standards in that it's too late for us to actually exercise those First Amendment freedoms that might, or any of the Bill of Rights that cover your rights to privacy, well, probably, your rights to assembly. They were probably never there by that. Yeah, that's model. a good point. You know, they were probably, that's those a were very good just point. illusions. But we struggle yes. with that too. I mean, that's one of the main things lately we've been yeah. talking about on the show is whether we talk about this stuff or not, or whether we should be. Yeah. Like, I feel like 
we have a little bit of a voice, we should be talking about it. I mean, we see the Great Reset happening. We see it happening under our yeah. eyes. It's happening. It's like in long extended 9-11 that's happening right now. Yeah. And we should be talking about it. But, you know, we're trying to separate yeah. out and say maybe, okay, some episodes we won't talk about it. I think we'll... in some ways that's to assume that we're, like, somehow above this level of manipulation. Not at all. And you that can it's still only, recognize only the it. COVID people who are no. all in our COVID are the people that are being manipulated. No. Nope. I think that these people that are running the point have probably got, like, six different levels of manipulation. And yeah, we, totally. we can still admit even we're the being manipulated. That, even the people that think they're pushing back are fucking in some backwards way pushing their agenda. So I still... Well, it's all I about the, by the old and the and They plan, like, everything... They, they, like, they're planning not... They're planning to react to how they anticipate the public is, is going to react based on these psychological profiles and these psychological experiments they've done for over 100 years. And anything... That I mean, really, just about anything anybody can do. It's like it's like it, it, improv. The idea is that you take whatever happens, whatever's given, and you use it for gold to serve your purposes. I think that that's the mentality and that's the strategy. And whoever opposes it, I think has to have a similar. But I we, think. most of us, realize we're being manipulated. We're being brainwashed. I know Maybe. I'm being brainwashed at a level, and I check myself constantly. I try and say, I'm, like, how much am I being brainwashed to think that? This is great resets happening. I mean, people are calling us paranoid on on the you know some feedback like, oh, you guys oh. are too paranoid. Yeah. Oh, the COVID thing. Well, it's just a mask. It's just masks. Don't get all upset about the masks. Well, when you when you realize the whole thing is kind of a big put on it, the masks are frustrating. You know, it's because it's just a constant visual reminder that nobody else seems to see what the fuck's going on. I had a Christian chick tell me that she can't listen to my show anymore, not because. I said anything she didn't think was right. And she was a big supporter. She was a big patron. And she said that she recently came to the epiphany that this idea of the revelation of the method or, or us seeing what they're up to is in itself robbing us of our innocence. And that man was meant to be innocent. And then I started thinking, like, if you think about the Garden of Eden, that was eating from the tree of knowledge or if like when jesus says the goats go to the left and people call libertarian goats and the sheep go to the right so maybe there is an innocence it's a little hard to get my mind around no, that I mean, look, just because i'm intellectual no i've been thinking that too the occult method the occult is is out in the open now it used to I be in so. secret societies for the people that were initiated and the profane was not allowed to learn all that stuff now everything is available to everybody on the internet and there's a huge appetite for all these secrets and it's just, it's, our innocence is gone. And it is, is in gone. itself corrupting because yeah. then, here's the other thing, they close the churches and now I, for the first time, I'm like, what are these guys up to? Do they have actual magic? What is magic? Let me look, look up magic with a K. And I'm thinking, oh wow, all of a sudden I have an interest in magic with a K and I used to just go to church and hope for the best. It also <laughs> models behavior. So now we don't just see rhetoric coming from politicians since it's okay to lie a little bit, then it's okay to lie a little bit more. People are speaking on social media in nothing but exaggerated rhetoric. People are speaking to each other without logic, just jumping to conclusions. And it's okay. It's normal because that's what they do. Exactly. That's what's frustrating for me. I, you know, tr we're trying to live a simple, honest life here, honestly. And, and just seeing the lies are so bad right now. They're so bad and so obvious and I, you know, I'm challenged by family and friends and they're like, well, how do you know 
that that other narrative is true. And I'm like, I don't know that it's true, but it doesn't mean I can't see that that's false. Oh, yeah. So I always it's, say it's, that. It's bla- I don't it's, know yeah. what the yeah. truth is. Yeah. I don't know what the truth is. All I know is what I know. And I think, I, I mean, I don't, I can't go to church, you know, like yeah. I'm Catholic. I'm not, you know, oh, this is the truth. I just, I was raised Catholic. I do it. I'm, I'm, uh, a practitioner more than a true believer, but it's valuable to me. And what I like about it is the sacraments. Yeah. And when the Pope bows to this ridiculous uh, kabuki government that we have to deprive people of the sacraments, I mean, that's when now I have to rethink that really fundamental assumption. I mean, that chafes me. I don't know what the what the real answer is, but that's a problem. So now mm-hmm. I have to like, find a new religion. I was told it was the only religion. Like I really have to rethink things and it just, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Especially when you're, when you can't go to church, but you're allowed to go out and riot really and burn shit down. Yeah. That's okay. You know, you can get let out of jail for that, but you get arrested for. They they burn pot to the door here. Yeah. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying like, that's okay. That's totally fine. They made sure the liquor and the pot were flowing, but they closed down the gyms and the churches and the bars. They want the liquor stores are open, but the bars are closed. So all these things that could actually get us talking to each other. But, I, you know, I just I feel like talking to each other in a way that can't be monitored. Yeah, exactly. So I think, I mean, the solution to me is a boring one. And it's the one that's been around for fucking ever. And it's cliche, but you just got to be the change. You don't got to argue with people about being the change. You don't got to convince anyone else to be the change. You just got to worry about fucking yourself and how you're... And I mean, it's some things you, you can't win them all. I guess would be my advice to anyone trying to do that. You can't win them all. You got to choose your battles, but you know, you can choose to not watch any more movies. You can choose to not watch the news anymore. You can choose to not go on Facebook anymore. I mean, people, oh, I got a family, I got this. Well, okay, well, it's not it's not important enough to you to stop that corporate influence because that's all it is. I mean, and I'm not perfect either. I've got, I've still got a Netflix account. I mean, I've only watched two yeah. shows on it. I watch The Office a lot. <laughs> and I watch uh, Steve Rinella's Meat Eater. I like that show as well. And that's really the only reason we have Netflix at this point, because even my kids have gone into YouTube. But I've, I'm, I've limited my video down to, you know, if, if I'm over an hour a week, then, you know, it's too much. And I'd like to get my kids in the same spot. And I think eventually that all of this, that to me, in a sense, is the, is if you want to look at it in that metaphorically biblical sense, that's the, the, the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's the, the salvation. Yeah, that's the salvation, and I think that this this the other side of it is that's that sort of serpent. The the for tree of knowledge is that you know it just never ends, and it's just you know you gotta spend some time worrying about. I mean, because you might be right, Monica. I mean, maybe we are just on this march. This you know, total state takeover. But I mean, if that's the case and we're so far along it, I don't think like a, they wouldn't let us talk about it and complain about it. If we were, if if we were a real threat to it. (laughs) Right. 
B, totally. I think, like I said, these psychologists have been working against us for 100 years or plus. Like anyone who's a halfway decent psychologist is getting paid tons and tons and tons of money to convince you of things subconsciously. So I think you're looking at like four or five different levels. I mean, Alex Jones is there for a reason because you're going to have these, you've got your general pool, probably you've got two general pools they've figured out. And that's why we've got a left and a right because you got these two general pools that we need to keep, you know, these are the main two. And that worked, you know, up until like 30 or 40 years ago. And then we started having different levels of ways to communicate. And, you know, all of a sudden you have different things spilling out of these pools. And I think, you know, that's 2020 is kind of the culmination of where we're at from an information standpoint. The more access to information the public gets, the fucking crazier it has to get. The crazier it has to get to keep the fucking... And eventually, when they can't keep it too crazy, they'll just shut it off. Like, I'm a firm believer that they'll just go full China. If, if you know, if, they, yeah. if, they're, if they're doing what we think they're doing, that's where it's going to go. And Yeah, but that also affects them, right? Exactly. So they're so. they're they're making billions on keeping this thing running as well. That's right. But I'm a metaphysical guy. I mean, I think that we're we're responsible for our reality in in more ways than just, you know, voting and stuff like that. And as long as we're all focused on corona and lockdown and clampdown and you know, just negative 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 in general and you know even the most basic magic teaches you that it doesn't get the the i hope not it doesn't get the not if you say i hope i don't go broke or you know right. all it gets the is the brain broke. processes <laughs> magic doesn't yeah. pick up any of those don'ts or cancer so it's got to be all in the other direction so i mean or it does pick if them these up. that's people, all it picks up. yeah if these people do are doing magic, then our attention is our biggest, our biggest currency against them is our attention. I mean, those are the two big things to me is your dollar, where you're spending your money and where you're spending attention. And you got to take a real close look at those two things, because without those two things, the they starts to evaporate pretty quickly. I think also the speed of communication as well, not, not just the amount of information, but how quickly they can disseminate it to people around the world in an instant. And one of the panel discussions for CyberCon that we went through, the information warfare officer is talking about how it's it's such a uh, it's so powerful for them to know that three year olds, five year olds are stuck on their phone all day long and they have that communication point to where they can reach these children instantaneously. Yeah, the phone's got to go. In my opinion, the smartphone has to go. I'm tied to mine for a while longer yet, but like if I wasn't, if I didn't use mine for the, for my existence, for my job, like not having a phone isn't an option for me because it's just not. But if, if I can separate from that, then I think, you know, they've, can, and I mean, to say don't have a phone to someone in 2020 is the equivalent of saying not have a television to someone in 1995. You They'll could do it. you like you're fucking it's, crazy. No, it's, it's not like not have a television. It's like not have a car. Because, like, you can't not do it because of your work. Nobody can not do it because of their work or their until you're rich enough to actually not have to engage economically. And that's what I feel like this is all about 
funneling us into the marketplace. I don't know. I know quite a few people that still are on a flip phone or don't have a smartphone. I mean, I yeah. got a guy right now that I yeah, I got to get a hold of him through fucking Facebook Messenger, <laughs> and he might get back to me in a couple of days. And it's like I was, we don't. Wait, this is another thing they've convinced us that that I mean, Orwell's. I mean, it's they don't need to do the totalitarian state if they can just convince 90% of us yeah. that we need to have this tracking device in us at all times. And, you know, they've, they've already subconsciously got most people won't even answer the fucking phone when it rings now, and then they'll text you back. <laughs> so they've, right. they've got us to the point where they, they don't even need the voice reading technology yeah. because we'd all rather just, and that's like my generation of 40 year olds. The 20-year-olds, like, talking is like, what? That's fucking crazy. Dude, the 20-year-olds, I don't know if you guys interact with too many people in that uh, thing, but I have some people I talk to a lot in that generation, and there is something extremely nonlinear about the way they communicate. I mean, it's really hard. It's like everything is a free association, and I'm I'm convinced it's because they learn how to communicate in a medium that I really am not that I wasn't raised like a foreign language to me. I can speak it, but it's a foreign language to me. But I did want to get back, Darren, because I was. I mean, I think you might really be onto something, although, I mean, well... Two things. One is I was thinking that like the answer, the way I just like actually deduced that the answer like a year ago was thinking in terms of love and outside of the way that they were framing things and just don't let them let you think that way. Just pity them or love them, but transcend this struggle for control of the world. But I was thinking of it in a kind of three-dimensional, the world as I understood it. And now that I see, they pull back the curtain and it's like, holy crap, there's a whole fourth dimension of these evil, robotic, elite guys, Klaus Schwab, the supervillain. And now I'm fucking terrified and I don't know how, what to make of it. I can't, I don't have a perspective on it. I see the chemtrails all the time and I'm like, look, I might have, you know, my mother says, you know, God is up in his heaven. I don't know why you get so excited. I mean, you're just going to die like everybody else, you know. And I'm like, okay, but he didn't put us here because he wanted us to just go to heaven with nothing else to do. He might have put us here in this physical place to, uh, you know, show a little, you know, show what you got. Not in a way of like, I'm doing whatever I can to stay alive or to win this game. I'm not saying that at all. I totally agree with you. It's an individual. It is, this is a challenge, a test of our individual character. When you meet, you know, to continue with the kind of Christian imagery, if you meet St. Peter at the pearly gates, you are answering for yourself alone. No question about it. But the question is, what is the nature of the trial? Because we do have children. Like we have that capacity that is kind of defines the material world for us. And does that bring with it a material responsibility to try to make sure that the chemtrails do not blight the earth or that the wildfires do not blight the earth? Like, do we have a responsibility to our earthly offspring to make sure the earth is inhabitable and I'm not talking about climate change. I'm talking about people who are openly saying they want to restructure nature. Yeah, you probably do. But you also have a giant responsibility not to have your kids grow up in an environment that 
you're super scared all the time because I mean that's the biggest uh, the that's the biggest problem with corona I think right now is that the kids are being because uh, I don't think this is I I'm a less of a believer that it's right around the corner I think it's like a generation away because the kids when they're our age the the kids that are five and six right now you know it's just gonna get and you can kind of see it already with where the younger people are at and it's just as long as we keep going down the road of swallowing up all the bullshit they're selling us and getting all their new apps and watching all their new movies and all their new shows and playing all their new games then i think i then i think we're kind of just you know marching off a cliff in a sense or they've they they've they've they don't need to come clamping down on us they've they've i mean i don't think they want yeah. to come clamping yeah. down on us they'd rather have us in this sort of semi-hypnotized self-induced coma <laughs> that we just go to work all day and and yeah. turn the wheel of the cog and then go home and watch their state state sponsored or state approved entertainment that is subtly manipulating you to just keep keep going to work or you know if if you and but the, the where I think that escalates is I think that with Corona, especially you see where you can't find anything that's not Corona. And I think that's where they, okay, well, Corona is the fucking narrative right now, you guys. And we've got this yeah, whole no, subculture right. of people yeah. that are pushing back on it too much. So like, like right. I really think it just, it goes down a couple of layers where as long as it's got our attention, you know, they've got us where they want it. So that's where I sort of, I would disagree. Yeah. I agree with most of that, except I would disagree. And where our stance kind of changes is I'm still not sure of that. Trump is not in the way of this master plan of the, in the way of this plan. I mean, if you hear I his speech, it because, because no, 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 I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure yet. And I'll tell you why, oh, because I, when I, so... because when I heard his speech at, at the, at, in Poland, and his speech at the UN and how hard and genuine that sounded. I mean, it could all be fake. I don't know. I don't believe anything right now, really, honestly. But it's it sounds like he is really just he's out there overtly saying, stay away from us globalists. We are going to be free in America, nationalists like that's what he's pushing. And they're pushing so hard against him. Pushing that they're or is pushing. He so, that? Well, he might be just saying it. Maybe it's all a big theater. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not, but the way they're so, so hateful and it does feel like he's in the way of the globalist agenda. It really does feel like he is in the way. And I think he's going to add to that. Yeah, it's making it worse. The reason I think it's challenging to determine that is because if someone who is going to get in the way of those things, for them to do it, they're going to have to use espionage. They're going to have to look exactly like those who they are fighting in order to get into the position to fight it. So That's what if someone I, exactly. comes in like a Ron Paul, just like a straight outsider, then you're never going to get that opportunity. So you're going to have to mask yourself in order to work that your is. way up into exactly. that. And, and even while you're still doing that, you're yep. still going to be leveraging these relationships. Oh, big pharma, and, and military industrial complex. Look at all the things he has to balance to try and stay in that if if he was if he was legitimately going to be in the way of globalism right he would have to balance all that have you read iron web by larkin rose no it was it, it it's a real libertarian cult 
classic and there's a character like what you're describing in that book and i i just i can't buy it because why you know just why how and but mostly you know what i don't even care about that mostly the reason i can't believe it is that what he does is light these kegs he lights the kegs that are going to bring down the old way like, he is, like give it give me an example well the 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 only way they got people to really so i for years now people have been asking me oh you think there's going to be like a race war and riots and civil unrest. I'm like, absolutely not. People are, it's just, that's, um, people aren't going to do that whether, unless they're hungry or there's a real problem. And, unless they're and paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and, happening right now. Uh, yeah. And Trump's rhetoric, as they call it, Trump, Trump's the incendiary things Trump says for no benefit to anybody. Well, I mean, I guess, People like it politically on his side because he makes Democrats mad. Like if you ask a real Trump supporter what they like the most about Trump, it's that he's mean to Maxine <laughs> yeah. Waters. I'm sorry. He's the AOC Nancy of the Pelosi right. Is. Yeah, he says stuff like that. So, but if if you wanted to get a race war started, you would have some guy yeah. say yeah. racial epithets from the White House. Or have you would have people react to anything that's said yes. as though they were racial epithets, like, yeah, like but... making stuff up that's that's not at all racial. But he feeds yeah. into it. He does, he does feed into yeah. it with his ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and... know about the race. He doesn't really feed into the oh race. Yeah. Did, you, did you see the? I mean, I don't know if it was doctored or not, but the video someone sent me of him not denouncing white supremacists was pretty like. That I was mean, in the debate. I mean, how hard is it to just say just just because denounce it? The question <laughs> also yeah. said malicious. Oh, and did it? I yeah, and he I said sure. That he question. said sure twice, and then Biden interrupted him and threw the Proud Boys in there, which turned the whole thing. He was about to do it. He said sure, but you've seen the cut up tapes. I mean, no agenda plays all the time where. He's been saying it for years. He said it over and over, over and over, and over again. again. So even Scott Explicitly. Adams turned at some on point. Him. No, and then he turned back because he was. He turned back because he was, he was pissed about it. I though. know, but I he mean, turned it was, back. It was like a, it was a just. Look, he could have handled it way better. He missed but he's a not ton supposed of to handle it way better. He's supposed to keep everyone uh, fucking yeah, squirming yeah, and guessing. Right, yeah. And, yeah. But look yeah, at it what it seemed like it was vague on purpose. But yeah, he has denounced it a million times. It gets to a point. Though, where if you have to denounce something every 10 minutes and you're, you're never talking about anything else ever, there used to be a guy, there was, they used to bring Ron Paul onto Fox News and CNN. And I remember one time, I can't remember what year it is, 2014 maybe, or maybe it was before then, but the, they brought Ron Paul on, they introduced him, and then the anchor, in a very serious face, said, Now there's a supporter of yours who is going around in Texas saying that you're having sex with uh, Rick Scott. Would you like to denounce that person right now? And he just took the microphone off and walked off. Does that mean he's having sex with Rick Scott? No, it means he's tired of getting asked bullshit questions all the time because all he does is spend his time doing is denouncing things. And Trump could have handled that question a lot better. I, I agree. But I also, the, the Proud Boys thing they threw in, they're like, I can see the, the process. I think most people who aren't automatically assuming everybody's racist is probably going to go, the Proud Boys and try and process that. Are they, who are they? And then that gives another person time to interrupt. That kind of hijacks it. Uh, he's denounced it over and over again. He could have done a better job. Yeah, and, and his, and his whole thing about, I mean, they, they, they twisted his whole stand back, stand by or whatever that thing was. He meant 
that they're oh, not yeah, they're not out there doing that. Yeah. That that's what they're doing. Not that they're supposed to stand by. I mean, waiting yeah. for some trigger. I think you know? he's a willing participant. And people say, well, why would he do it? I think it's because he's still, I mean, he gets hated by a whole ton of people, but he's also got like 60 million people that just love this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't as rich <laughs> as he said. He was not as rich as he, as, uh, as yeah, yeah. he really was not a billionaire until, Nancy, until Diane Feinstein's husband's company awarded him that DC post office, which he might sell at a profit of $500 million, which would put him in the billionaire category, but he wasn't there before. And everything he ever made came from government contracts and government licenses. And he, he was a Kardashian. He was not a Cuban. He has got a lot of reasons to take this role on who, what actor gets paid $500 million for four years work. That's a lot. I think the Kardashians are smart. I, I, when people insult him, of course, them, I say, he's they, super they, they smart. They got a lot more money than I do. He's absolutely smart, and they're smart enough to take a role that would give them a hundred million dollars a year. So that his whole stopping the globalists is just all theater, then? He's not doing it. I mean, look at the USMCA. It it shares a Canadian study from the University of Toronto showed that it was something like in in essence ninety percent, but the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership, and in actual literal text words, quotes, it was over 50%. So he yeah, takes but, these yeah, things. Yeah, but he's done Not He's that. done things, though, like the backing out of like Paris. What? A little backing bit, out of a Paris. But, but if, that's if gonna Trump just, wasn't there's in some, charge right will now, come down. there'd be people in the fucking street. Like, who else? Yes, but if Trump Hillary were there. Would get, yeah. If Hillary was in charge right now, yes. people would be in the streets with that's guns when they right. tried to lock people in their houses over coronavirus. Absolutely. People would not fucking stand for it. But there's these, like, a few million people that because Trump keeps saying he's fighting the deep state, they're just going to stay home and keep their guns in the cabinet. Correct. I will that say that both crowd. sides, the power on both sides are getting filthy rich off of them, and they might pretend they don't want them in. But the people in power, I think, probably do because the, he's a lightning rod for division, and at least they can use him that way. Ratings, so they have- yeah. Oh yeah, no chance he doesn't win. Like just for that reason, he's like they're 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 just okay. they're robbing the fucking bank, and nobody cares because fucking they're either busy hating or defending Trump. How many best-selling books from former staffers do we have to get to realize this is a con? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I think the most obvious thing is that if Hillary had been overseeing all this, when I called for a 4th of July march on Washington, somebody would have showed up. <laughs> I would have showed up. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. There's a couple and different levels of keep people at home. You know, you've got Q to keep the super crazies, and I'm not, not judging anyone, but by their definition, you've got Q to keep the, like, Super yeah. conspiracy crowd at home because we'll just keep telling them to trust the plan, trust the plan, and do your and own research, and do your yeah, own research. Trust the trust the plan, and, and where we go, research. one where we go, all is like another level of that, and it's just Trump's another whole level of that where people are like it's okay, Trump's got our back because I mean, it still amazes me that there's not more people freaking out. I mean, and I even the whole BLM and all that Antifa stuff is is seems uniquely timed just to be like. Almost. I mean, it seems like the opposite, but it is in some ways like a pressure release valve because mm-hmm. just sitting at home and seeing that shit going on on TV is releasing some of that three. Now you go on Twitter and you're like, fuck these motherfuckers. Yeah, fucking <laughs> hashtag this, hashtag that. Who? Okay, I'm going to go get to sleep. And now you feel so, like you've done something. Yeah. 
And what you didn't do is just go downtown with your gun and say, I'm sick of being. And I'm not telling anyone to go downtown with their gun. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I think they're trying to stop you from doing. And that's why this thing can get you so emotional. That's not by accident. I mean, check how quick. And this harmless, thing, emotional yeah, and harmless at the same time. Look how hard and quick this thing gets your heart beating sometimes when you're really into it. And think how dangerous that would be if, you know, you were using that. If that was bottled up and used against something like... Like Belarus. Yeah, or being locked in your house or, you know, getting your rights taken away or, you know, fill in the blank. But they don't have to worry about it because they're just... Whether you want to do magic or not, this thing is harvesting your life energy. You know, and both sides are telling people to go clock on election day. So that stuff could manifest into physical reality more on election day with voter intimidation practices being uh, promoted on both sides. Yep, I agree. Yeah, you guys are on top of that. That's fascinating stuff. Well, I'm really, uh, I think I've definitely added another dimension to my way of thinking about this because, or at least getting my feet back on the ground because there was a year ago, and I'm just the one piece of the puzzle I've been trying to jam into to what I'm seeing, just not seeing it right, is how how obviously I am I am being baited. We're all being baited. You know, yeah. we're all every one of us is uh, is in a heightened sense of concern. And I've got you know, there's nothing to do. Like there, we've all been told not to work, right? So we we don't actually have anything to do. But we're super stressed out anyway. Like it's very weird and and maybe changing the mindset. But I do, I do, I don't scare my kids about the Rona at all, but I, I probably do make them a little nervous about the powers that be. God bless you. I still have a little bit of hope that there's there's some European doctors, like there's a bunch of doctors, there's a bunch of medical people that are seeing through this facade which yeah. is waking up a lot of people i mean it yeah. will be interesting to see what happens i mean there's these guys taking uh, their crimes against humanity to the who and stuff there's some german doctors like the german professionals are not happy about what's going on there was millions of people marching i mean people are seeing that they're not falling dead everywhere like they, we're totally handling it differently in north america than europe and i'm not saying we're handling it worse or better it's different levels of it and and there's lawsuits going on in Ohio. We have a doctor coming on a show tomorrow that's going to talk about some of the lawsuits and the uh, book that they came out with on COVID. And I mean, there's a, there is there is a lot of professional pushback as well. And that's another good point: is that to expand the horizon, they're really wow. The one thing in common that the three tweets I tweeted out yesterday I was like, wow, the censorship is really cracking down on Twitter. The one thing in common, at least two out of three of the sources that were suppressed were international sources. It was Global Research, Off Guardian, and the third one was Zero Hedge. Uh, and I don't know where it originated. So maybe another lesson is to just oh, was try to— Oh, it was PCR testing, wasn't it? You were talking about it was carrying yes. on stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was a foreign source, but it is quite possible. I've always noticed this. They really like to cordon off— how you get your media within it. They want it to be within the borders. And that was one of the scenarios they did. The Rockefeller Foundation did. One of them was lockstep about pandemic. And it was about how uh, you would have to control travel and information within countries and how they would deal with that and still get their agenda. Right. So, Erica, yeah, okay. So I want to 
I didn't think this was going to be a self-help experience, but I am going to take <laughs> some positivity out of it. I should have oh, known. I've never been would, happier. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, you don't the opposite it. of not being plugged in to all the, all the bullshit <laughs> yeah. is like I, I'm more time with my kids, more time in nature, more security over my food supply, more every less time on my phone, less time watching TV. I mean, honestly, I'm getting more done and I'm in a better place spiritually than I have you know been in a long time. I'm totally quitting everything. I'm giving up my computer, and no, I'm not going to. But I want to now, and I. Well, and I don't I have, think you I need did. to give up all that yeah. stuff. I mean, you just need to not give your yeah. attention yeah, to people that don't want the best for you. Yeah. What you were saying about the media, this made me think about early on in the show about the media having so much power over that. There's actually it's called something called agenda setting theory that studies that studies the power that the media actually has over determining what people think about and what they argue about, which yeah, is I think they figured out a long time ago that movies and TV shows were a way more powerful mechanism for social control than the news would ever be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just got a text. It's so funny. Hey, how are you? I didn't see you tweeting today and I got worried. <laughs> <laughs> because I literally like I just couldn't I was getting so stressed trying to keep up with everything and the and people tweeted me such important insights and I just I was like really getting, you know, till one o'clock in the morning getting super stressed. And it's just funny because I took a break and people were like, What? What happened? So I think this is you know, a little bit of a wake up call or a go to sleep call. Man, I'm, I'm glad I'm not on Twitter. I'd be addicted to it. I'm, I'm, I'm. I got the Grime America Instagram and and yeah. YouTube and a couple chats like uh, our chats. Because and, you find and that's like minded like, people. Whole, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, they, I can't. Imagine. I don't touch yeah. Twitter unless it's at. If yeah. it's not an at, I'm not interested. I just, I don't care. Yeah. It's not my, my. I've, I've only got like so much free time, and it's like to just right. be giving that away to people that want to sell me shit. It's at the best case <laughs> scenario is they're trying to sell me stuff I don't need. The right. worst case scenario is all the stuff you guys are talking about. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> why would I want any of that when I got you know when I can spend some time talking to people like you or hunting or hanging out with Graham or, you know, fill in the blank. I mean, Oh, Bill wanted to, uh, give you some, uh, Bill you know, brief Jeez. about going hunting so much. He told me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill hey. from neighbors. Yeah. Derek, that, Bill Lobie's like. a, oh, yeah, yeah, well. a sponsor of their show. Yeah. Tough. Break. I would, I would take a trip to, uh, to walk in the woods for, if we ever did a show or just, Get a little lapel mic on and walk in the woods for an nature hour. Walk? I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah spend probably walk. at this point, I'm spending at least at a minimum eight hours, eight hours every two weeks someplace where there's zero cell re cell reception. Well, really? we were doing stuff like it's that, but these fires that, like, have closed down yeah, yeah. everything out here. Yeah. I'm in LA. Yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Though. They've been bad. I mean, they, we we've had the smoke up here for a while too. And I agree with you that there's something fishy there as well. As soon as, they, as soon as they don't allow you to start talking about what's... <laughs> I saw what, that, yeah. 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 Got took down. Yeah. All right, well, until next time, I've got a lot of food for thought. Is there Thank anything you. I didn't let you say? No, especially? no, it's great. Yeah, thanks for Where can everybody find your show? 
Uh, Grimerica.ca, right there, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's on. We got we kind of use YouTube just as a streaming, but we're not really focused on it there. But it's on all the yeah. podcast pla- platforms. The Grimerica show. Um, I'm on Instagram. Darren's on the Twitter. Only if you add him. Only if you add me. <laughs> and even then, I mean, yeesh. you're probably better off just emailing Graham. And we have a chat room, yeah. which is fantastic. You know, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's fun. Yeah, it is great stuff. All right, well, we will see you on the Propaganda Report. You want to hear this, we'll put it in the Propaganda Report feed. And I'm going to put it on my YouTube channel, and Binkley probably will too. And if you ever, oh, my gosh, these guys should come to one of our cocktail parties. Oh, yeah. We have awesome Patreon cocktail parties that disappear. So it gets a little crazy, and not everybody has cocktails. Is it virtual or in real life? It's virtual, but it's about as real as it can get. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, I mean, and there seems to be a variety of activity going on that I don't even, I don't know, getting to the nuances of stuff I never even heard of. I mean. That's a great idea. Is that via Zoom or how is that? Oh, yeah. It's, um, well, we do it on StreamYard, but it live streams onto YouTube. And really, like, we're up there chit-chatting. And if you wanted to be a guest. And then the chat, though, is we actually have to limit how many people can go because yeah, the, the chat's where the action is. It's a very cool thing. So I'll I'll just email Graham. Okay, good. <laughs> That's the only way. All, All right. right, guys. Thanks so thanks much for your time. Thanks, guys. Great. Thanks. See y'all. All right. Thanks.